recorded live. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just praise you and we thank you and we lift you up, God. Lord, we magnify your name for you are our bright and morning star, oh God. You are the lifter up of our heads, oh God. You're the only true living God, and you live, oh God. We are so grateful to you, Heavenly Father. Oh God, we bless your name. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. Oh God, heal us and make us free, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Oh God, we thank you, Father God, for your many blessings, oh God. Oh Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. We thank you, Lord Jesus.
Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I praise you and I lift you up, God. Oh, I magnify your name, Lord God. I magnify your name, God. For you are God, and besides you, there is none other, oh God. Great is your name, and you greatly to be praised, oh God. Father God, we thank you tonight, oh God. For your mighty blessings you've bestowed upon us, God. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord Jesus. For you are God, and besides you, there is none other, oh God. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for blessing us, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, we give you praise, Lord Jesus. We ask you to move by your spirit, by your power, and by your authority in and around our lives, oh, God. For you are God, and besides you, there is none other, oh, God. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. For you are God, and besides you, there is none other, oh God. Holy is your name, God. Holy is your name, oh God. Holy is your name, oh God. Holy is your name, oh God. Oh God, I thank you, Lord Jesus. For you are God, and beside you, there is none other, oh God. Father God, you are my strength. You are my life, God. Oh, God, and I thank you, Master. I thank you for what you're doing for me and in me, oh, God. Oh, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, help me, oh, God, that I may achieve what you want me to achieve, oh, God. Help me, Heavenly Father, that I may grow in the good graces of you, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. God, I thank you and I praise your holy name, God. For you are God and there is none other besides you, God. Glory to your holy name, God. Glory to your righteousness, God. Oh, God, I thank you and I praise you for who you are, oh, God. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for blessing me, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, I give you praise right now, God. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, I give you praise. I give you praise, oh, God. Oh, Lord God, I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Oh, Father God, Father God, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, O God, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. O God, I thank you. 
And God said, keep that straight. Now, it is a message for someone in particular or it's the making of the teaching or personal encouragement to me directly from God. Praise God. So as, you know, a prophet, and we have been talking about the different um, characteristics of the prophet, and we discussed uh, obedience, forgiveness, and all these things, um, biblical things, the things that we are taught when we're young in ministry, those things, same things apply to us. Praise God. And I'm hopping on what God said to me, praise God. It's just an example, praise God. God said to me, keep that spray. And as I said, it could be a message for someone in particular or the making of a teaching or personal encouragement given to directly from the Almighty. But a lot of times with me, and it's no, it's written aware, but I just have an unction to share. We talked on last week that that means when we read in the Bible about an unction over the New Testament, praise God, that means to are anointed to reveal or anointed to share, praise God. So I have an unction. Most teachers of the Bible have unctions to share. Unctions to reveal, praise God. As I as I began typing, then it became pretty clear this was to be directly from the Almighty, but it was also for someone personally, and it was also a teaching. First, let us explore a little of the definition of the word spray. The noun spray is a liquid that is blown or driven through the air or the atmosphere in the form of tiny drops. Speak into the atmosphere. You know, the word of God is like water. When the word is in us, we become like water, praise God. A spray is a liquid, which I say is us, that is blown. And God blows the liquid. He blows us. And a lot of the times as he blow us, we are instrumental in helping others, praise God. Some synonyms of the word spray is shower, sprinkling, sprinkle, jet, mist, 
a drizzle. The verb spray is to apply liquid to someone or something in the form of a shower of a sign of drop. You know, sometimes when it rains, that small rain, you know, they shower and be little drops of rain, but it is a shower nonetheless. Now, turn your Bible to Psalms, the 51st Division. Psalms, the 51st Division. And let's look at the seventh verse. It says, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me. And I shall be whiter than snow. Okay, now let's go to Leviticus. That's the Old Testament. Leviticus, the 14th chapter. And we're going to begin at the first verse through the eighth. Just stay with me now. We're going to bring it all together. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the liver in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought unto the priest. And the priest shall go forth out of the camp. And the priest shall look and behold. If the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper, then shall the priest command to take for him that is to be cleansed two birds alive and clean, and feed wood and scarlet and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it, and the cedar wood, and the scholar, and the hyssop, and shall dip them in the living bird, in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. And he shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times. And shall pronounce them clean, and shall let the living bird loose into the open field. And he that is to be clean shall wash his clothes, and shave off all his hair, and wash himself in water, that he may be clean. And after that, he shall come into the camp, and shall tarry abroad out of his tent seven days. Okay, now, as we read this, and it looks boring, but as I look at it, I see several things in connection with God saying, keep that straight. Okay, as we had shared previously about being a disciple, 
we we follow orders and instructions given to us by God or through from God through a leader or directly from his word, praise God. And as we do that, in essence, I can't really put it into words, but what was going on here in Leviticus, our lives become like that, praise God. As we minister and witness to others, we be going through this process with them, praise God. And we know that a person is only cleansed through the word of God. We are cleansed by the washing of the water of the word, praise God. And we know the word of God, Jesus, lives in us. Amen? Amen. There is a story I was told of as a child entitled Johnny Appleseed. The whole true concept and moral of the story is actually quite biblical. Let us turn to Luke 8 and 5. Luke 8 and 5. I give you, I'll give you a few minutes to get there. Luke 8 and 5. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. We know that the fowls of the air is pointing to the demons in the air, praise God. Now, just three more definitions with scriptures. First, the noun priest. A priest is an ordained minister of the Catholic, Orthodox, or Anglican Church, having the authority to perform certain rites and administer certain sacraments. A priest is also a tool, a mallet, or a hammer used to kill fish caught with anger. Now, Jesus tells us in his word to follow him, and he will teach us to be fishers of men, priest God. So as we can see, I know that the definition that I read concerning the priest will talk about Catholic and Orthodox Anglican Church. But when I read that, I thought about what the Word of God says in First uh, Peter two and nine. Praise God! We are a chosen generation. A holy people, we are the priesthood, praise God. We are priests. We are ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, praise God. 
we have been called, ordained to the priesthood, First Peter 2 and 9, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praise of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Praise God. A priest is a sprinkler from God that does sprinkle, scatter apart small drops or particles of a of a substance God's way. God's righteousness. We dwell in open person over or atmosphere. God sprinkles the floor, the earth with water, his word, his spirit, his people, his prince, his priest, praise God. A sprinkle is a small quantity or amount of something scattered over an object or surface. I think again about this story about Johnny Appleseed, praise God. And then the Bible let us know, you know, in no uncertain terms, in Luke's gospel about the sword going out of the soul. This was the analogy of Johnny Appleseed. He scattered the seed everywhere, and we are to scatter God's word, not sugarcoat God's word, praise God. I'm not saying we don't move in wisdom, amen, but we scatter God's word. We don't change this word, praise God, too much better going on, praise God, but that's another lesson, another topic. We're talking about keeping that Praise God. The boss Paul said in First Corinthians three and six, he said, I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. Ephesians five twenty six said that he may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Amen. Now, let's look at Hilson. Praise God. And then after I go into this just a little bit, we're going to talk about some dimensions of the prophetic. Praise God. First, let's look at Hilson. Here's a big, small, bushy, aromatic plant of the mint family. When it says aromatic, it has an aroma, it smells good. The bitter, minty leaves of which are used in cooking and herbal medicine. In biblical use, a wild shrub, it was a wild shrub of uncertain identity whose tweaks were used for 
sprinkling and ancient Jewish rites of purification. Hebrews 9, 19 through 26, I'm going to read that right quick. For when Moses has spoken, every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of ghosts with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people saying, this is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are about the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission. It was necessary, therefore. Therefore, it was necessary that the patterns of things at the heavens should be purified with thee. But the heavenly things themselves, which better sacrifices than thee. For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are the figures of the truth but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us, nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world, which he appeared to be put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Now, I pray that you understand when God says, keep that straight. If not, clearly meditate on what I have just shared. And I guarantee you, you will understand. But God said, keep that straight. Keep the things that, that he has given you. Spread his word. Speak his word into the atmosphere. Speak your word over people or on people. Praise God. Speak his word. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. God is so awesome like that. Praise God. Glory to his holy name. He is our God, and beside him there is none other. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, moving on, praise God, I won't. We got a late start, praise God, but I'm trying not to hold you too long anyway, praise God. But I do want to get into the dimensions of the prophet. In this portion of our study tonight, prophetic dimensions, it was cited from Christian forms 
which for our edification and growth by the proper hearing. Now, as we go into it, praise God, I will share what God is giving right now, but I will not add unto it unless God tells me so. The first scripture you have to go to, but you can write it down. Amos 3 and 7. Amos 3 and 7. And it reads, Amos 3 and 7. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to the servants, the prophets. I have seen that many do not know about the ministry of the prophet. I believe it is high time for us to explore the different realms of prophetic ministry. Until we understand this, many will never know where they fit in. There are four levels of prophetic ministry that proper hearing shared with us, which I will expound, expound on for us. One, the spirit of prophecy. Revelation 19 and 10. Revelation 19 and 10. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. This is the simplest level of prophetic ministry. The spirit of prophecy makes it possible for all people in a certain area to move in the area of the prophet. That does not mean that all of us are prophets, praise God. When the spirit of prophecy manifests in a room, all people within the dwelling prophesy, and they have this anointing upon them. They can prophesy. When the spirit of prophecy lives, the anointing to prophesy is gone. In First Samuel, verse ten, I mean. In First Samuel, the tenth chapter and the tenth verse, we can see how Saul came into contact with the spirit of prophecy. As he walked down the road of Gilgal, he walked before a company of prophets. As Saul did, the spirit of prophecy came upon him. And he began to prophesy. 
of this story, we see how this manifestation of the Holy Spirit works. When you come into contact with the spirit of prophecy, you have the ability to do as the prophets do. Now, sidebar on that. You have the ability. You can do it. That does not mean that you, you know, you're a prophet and, and you do what the prophets do, praise God. And I'm not saying that we should uh, do what God tells us, but a lot of times flesh will make you think that God is telling to do something and it just be O'Connor flesh. Praise God. But we we have the ability to do as the prophets do. That was the first dimension of prophecy. The second dimension is the gift of prophecy. 1 Corinthians 12 and 10. 1 Corinthians 12 and 10. You don't have to go there. It simply says, let's say simply short, to another prophecy. The gift of prophecy and the spirit of prophecy are similar. We just got through talking about the spirit of prophecy. But the gift of prophecy is on a more advanced level. The spirit of prophecy can be taken away, while the gift of prophecy cannot. When God gives the gift to somewhere, someone, he will not take it away. When God gives a gift to someone, he will not take it away. Romans eleven twenty nine says that the gifts and callings of God cannot be taken away. Praise God. Let's look at that, praise God. Let's look at that. Let's go to, what is that? First, I mean, Romans 11 and 9. Romans 11 and 9. I want to read it at myself, praise God. Romans 11 and 9. Praise God. We do thank and praise God for... Our lesson tonight, praise God, hallelujah. Okay, here we go. Romans, oh, what's going on here? Just a minute, 11. And the reader says thus, Romans 11 and 9. And David said, Let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block 
and recompense unto them. Praise God. That's Romans 11, 9. So apparently they made a mistake. Praise God. But the gifts and callings are without repentance. And I have read that over in in, uh, Romans also. But I will say this. Romans 11, 7, and 8. What then? Israel have not obtained that which he seeketh for. But the election have obtained it, and the rest were blinded. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. Let us know, praise God, in this passage of Scripture and what we are talking about tonight. God do not pass judgment on everybody else and do not pass judgment on us, praise God. Now, let's look at the word prophecy. Prophecy is when you speak or sing by divine inspiration to mentally perceive and have vision of. Prophecy means to speak on behalf of another. When we speak on behalf of God, we are prophesied. Now, the gift of prophecy mainly operates in the realm of the future. Now, there are gifts that pass judgment and rebuke, like the word of knowledge, which I will explain later. But as it will say now, the gift of prophecy mainly operates in the future. The spirit of prophecy, as we learn, comes from Jesus Christ, comes from the word, praise God. And we are all able to speak the word, speaking to the atmosphere, praise God. We are all able to prophesy. We all have that right, but that does not make us a prophet, praise God. Okay, the third dimension of the prophetic, praise God. The third dimension. Glory to God in heaven. I am so sorry I got something going on here that shouldn't, praise God. But as I was saying, the gift of prophecy and the spirit of prophecy. And again, I will point out the spirit of prophecy, praise God, is the word of God. Praise God, it deals with the Word of God, the Spirit of God. And we are all, we are all equipped and able to speak the Word of God. Praise God. We are all 
equip and we have the ability to do that, praise God. But the gift of prophecy is where it is similar, but it deviates. It, it goes a little further, praise God. Hallelujah. The gift of prophecy, and we have, praise God, the spirit of prophecy. Now we will talk about the prophetic anointing. Second Kings two and thirteen. Second Kings two and thirteen. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. Like Elijah, when someone picked up the mantle of the prophetic, they are endowed with the prophetic anointing. Now hear this clearly. Not everyone with the prophetic anointing is a prophet. There is a thin line between two, but nevertheless, there is the line. To have a prophetic anointing means to bear a mantle upon your high calling. For example, there are prophetic pastors and prophetic teachers. Pastor and teacher are the high calling and the prophetic mantle or or anointing is like the icing on the cake. There are different dimensions even of the prophetic anointing. There can be dreamers, visionaries, prophetic worshipers, prophetic intercessors, prophetic counselors, prophetic evangelists, prophetic writers, dancers, etc. Each of these can be prophets, but not everyone with these anointings are prophets. As I have said earlier, as uh, the Apostle Paul wrote in his word, praise God, he said that we should do the work of an evangelist. He didn't say we were all evangelists, but we are to work. We are all disciples, praise God. And the same here, you know, with with uh, the spirit of prophecy, praise God, the authors of the problem, we need to know and understand all these things. We can walk in the prophetic, and God has given us the word to speak into the atmosphere. But that does not mean we are all prophets. Praise God. Now the next, the next, praise God, the next um, dimension we will look at, praise God, is the office of the prophet. The office of the prophet. Ephesians. Four and eleven, and he gave him, and he gave him, and he himself gave some to 
to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. This is as far as the most important and the highest level of the prophetic. This is the mighty office of the prophet. Without this office, there will be no foundation in the church. Ephesians 2, 19 through 20. Let us know in no uncertain terms the fivefold ministry of God. We can't leave that out, praise God. The office of the prophet is one of the most important offices in the body of Christ. Before we go into the attributes of this office, let us understand what a prophet is. A prophet, simply put it, is the mouthpiece of God. Without the prophet, the church will miss out on a lot of what God is saying. Now, there are many attributes to the offices of the prophet. One, a prophet will set up that which is upset. Prophet pulled those out of line into order. Prophet speak what God is saying in every situation. Now, right there, I pause. Not saying that prophets speak what God is saying in every situation. That doesn't mean every situation got something to say. That means that God will speak in every situation, but still, we got to be quick to hear. Because as I said before, everything God shows you, that doesn't mean he wants you to say what he shows you. Everything God tells you, he don't want you to speak. He got to trust you, praise God. Hallelujah. And prophets reprove and pass judgment. Now, this is one area as a prophet. I have trouble. I don't mind reproving. And I have been known to rebuke. I don't like to, but I rebuke. And passing judgment, that, that's something that, you know, I'm just into judging people. And God has to deal with me on that. And before I teach another person that if you're prophetic, you're going to pass judgment on people. God has to, you know, clear that up because I, I don't see that happening. Proverbs exhort, encourage, and exalt. Proverbs bring into open view God's heartbeat and mindset for the people. 
Prophets give clear direction and understanding. Prophet explains things in all facets of time, getting people to understand the spiritual side of everything. Now, this is one thing, and if those that know me, I mean really know me, they know this is what I try to do. Praise God. Prophets keep leaders in order and proper place. I do that, and a lot of leaders accept, but then sometimes I still be kind of iffy about doing those things. Prophets stand in the gap in intercession for the people. Prophets have a very unique place in the church. Their ministry is very important and cannot be neglected. The prophet's ministry is the interpretation of everything from a spiritual standpoint. This ministry is used to bring spiritual implications of things past, present, and future before the people of God. This ministry also gets people to understand the significance significance of things in their spiritual walk and their values. There are three functions of the prophet's ministry. Number one, to all things to the full thought of God, usually a reactionary thing. In other words, uh, when we react, and most of the time I, I find myself doing that, I bring before God real quick, or I may not, you know, say, Bob, would you do it to him? But I will talk to him. Like, for an example, like the other Sunday in church, I didn't go up for prayer for my body. I went up for prayer concerning my uh, housing. I had already gotten prayer for my body earlier that morning. And when I first went up there, the events began to pray, and she was saying something, and I just said to God in my mind, I said, God, I've come up here for this, you know, and almost, I won't say immediately, but I made it in my mind. I was going to make a spectacle, and I just, you know, humbled myself, you know, and then at the time, I remember when I put my head down, she said, and you're dwelling, and she began to pray, and then she opened out and began to speak with thus saith the Lord. And that's what it came, you know, that's what came out. Another 
bigger prophet does, another function of the prophet's ministry is a callback, a redeclaration, and a repronouncement of God's mind, beginning to clear view again the thoughts of God. In other words, you know, God may have spoken something, and other people, you know, may forget. And a prophet will redeclare it, repronounce, you know, God's mind, and bring into clear view again the thoughts of God. Number three, the third function of a prophet's ministry is that they relate to the full original and ultimate purpose of God in and through his people. And that's something that I do either want to be judgmental or critical or or anything. I'm just so in tune with what I know God has said. And a lot of times we read something in this word and it seems a little different or a little hard to understand. And when people break down it, it changes the meaning or the intent God said in. But I'm like, like I said, I relate to the full original purpose of God in and through his people, his word, whatever. Okay, now, there are three gifts that naturally flow through the prophet. Number one, the word of knowledge or wisdom. And it's supernatural inspired, inspired, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get that. A supernaturally inspired utterance of faith. A lot of times I just know stuff. How do you know that? I used to say, I don't know. I just don't. But now I understand that God just revealed it to me. Praise God. The gift of prophecy is supernaturally inspired utterance from God. The discerning of spirit. This is a supernatural ability to discern a person's spiritual character and the source of his actions and messages such as from the Holy Spirit, demon spirit, the human spirit, or the beast. Now, I walk in it. I don't judge, praise God, and I have learned, you know, when people have that, they just have discernment. They don't be trying to judge or criticize nobody. I know I don't, but I know I have that gift. A prophet is able to function in four or five ministry offices. The prophet can function as prophet, evangelist, 
pastor, teacher, as the spirit wills, not as they will, as the spirit wills. And that reminds me when I was living in Brooksville, and, you know, I would tell them, i say, you can call me prophet or pastor. You know, I went down the line, call me this, call me that. Just don't call me late for dinner. So I mean that, you know, I'm able to function and share all but I know the value of allowing people to function in what God gave them. I gotta stay in my own lane. And if God deems it and he others through me in any of these areas, then he just others through me. And I'm not the only one. Praise God. Hallelujah. When prophets come into their rightful place in the church, things will flow naturally and smoothly. There's big disrupt and we are in a warfare. But we cannot just stop and wait for things to get better because they never will. Praise God. But we got to occupy until Jesus comes. Amen. A prophet must have a heart for the people, moved by the spirit of compassion. The apostles and the prophets have a special connection with, with each other. The apostle laid down the foundation while the prophet reveals the heart of the foundation, brings clarity to it. When the apostles and prophets take their place in the church beside the evangelists, pastors, and teachers, we will become a kingdom rather than an organization. I pray that this information will bless you all and give you some much needed answers. My biological daughter is the prophet. She is Pastor Providence Luquanda Slaughter of Triumphant in White's Ministry. She flows on a level of teaching that exceeds me. She preaches. She has expanded days, weeks, and months. Sometimes she flows so with God. That as I look at her as she is flowing, it is like she's looking directly at what she's seeing, saying what she's saying. Me, I don't flow like that. Maybe I will one day. But as of now, I flow in writing and dance. Sometimes I create things, and sometimes, all of a sudden, boom, I know stuff. There have been times I have spoken things that have come to pass within hours. Some things within minutes, some things within years, and some things haven't come to pass yet, but I know God said it. 
if you flow in any of the aforementioned levels or classes or you are just not sure yet, just continue to speak up and he'll make it clear to you. Yeah, the reason why it isn't clear or he may be making it clear to you, praise God. Now, in Second Timothy 4 and 5, and we're going to end with this, praise God. I'm going to open it up for remarks and on testaments or, you know, you have something you want to share. In Second Timothy 4 and 5, it says, Watch thou in all things, endure and Affliction, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Watch thou in all things, endure afflictions. Now, that don't mean necessarily that we got to endure all the pain and hardships, praise God, and we got to put up with this and put up with that in order to be saved. But we must endure. A lot of the time when somebody say they're going to church and they don't go, we can't give up. We got to constantly be there with them. That's an affliction for the God. When, when, you know, it's time to pay our tithes our money is Money, praise God, and it is an affliction not to have no money, praise God. But we gotta pay them tithes. If we get blessed with a portion of money, we gotta pay them tithes, praise God. The Apostle Paul teaches, as I've said earlier, we are all to do the work of an evangelist. But the apostle was not teaching or implying in any sort of way that we are all evangelists, per se. This is connected to all of the Bible ministry of God. And it is a character trait of all believers. One of my life's mottos is, if I understand, I mean, truly understand, I can and I will obey better. This is basically me as a God-ordained prophetic teacher. This is the mission of every assignment God gives me. No matter the various veins he allows me to travel, spiritually or Physically, so praise God. This is basically me. As I have learned, and I'm still learning, I must do the work of an evangelist, but that does not make me an evangelist. Yes, God sends me, allow me to set things up, 
and though he allows me to travel in very different things, I must travel staying in my own lane. Teaching is then that evangelistic tool, but remember, that does not make one an evangelist. Although the teaching has evangelistic overtones, it is not an evangelistic teaching, but it can be used as such. And though I am a prophet and I have went through these prophetic dimensions and functions and gifts, praise God, and I am in tune with the prophet. That doesn't mean that everything that I hear said was just for the prophet, praise God. So at this time, I'm going to open up, praise God, and share, praise God. And I hope you have enjoyed, praise God. And on next week, we will be discussing the land of Buck. That's the synonym of words. I'm not saying the right word, but it is. It stands for wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and a lot of where we be coming from on next week, next Thursday. Praise God will be in the book of Proverbs, but of course we will be all over the Bible. So I'm going to open up, praise God, in the name of Jesus, and share as God has blessed and prospered. This minute here, I don't know what's going on with this thing. Okay, praise God. I got it. So it is open right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hello. Hello. I don't know what's going on. It was went off and stayed. It's on again, so that's good. Praise God. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Hello. I can hear you. Amen. Praise the Lord. I wrote it. Um, 
wrote down and look at the pen, and I don't understand half of what I'm writing. God, I went and got my eyes uh, dilated today. And uh, what I thought I was right. But anyway, I just thank God for being on it. Uh, I'm trying to talk about the uh, five-fold ministry. Prophecy, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, the the bishop, and one more guy. Uh, evangelist. And um, the one I would say, purge me with his stuff and I shall be clean. Wash me. And it says that the priest shall have command. A command over the blood and water. Ephesians, Ephesians 2, 19 and 20. And mouth, we're talking about the mouth. And that's the word of God. I did I write that down right? You're breaking up. It's, it's my phone. I'm going to have to go back over that because I'm not understanding. And I know it's because of my eyes. Because I got got my eyes dilated today, and I'm not. Oh, okay. I got uh, when it got this my diabetic uh, testing today in my eyes, and right. they dilated it. And uh, what I thought I was writing, I, I got did it just all jiggled up on each other. So I'm really not understanding what I'm what I have wrote down here. What I thought I was writing. It. It's not what it should oh. be. So, oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to have to get back with you. You still over, Tanya? Uh-huh. You still over, Tanya? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay, good. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to get over there. Uh, okay. And get this, because I do want this. I want to start out with the program, and I want to end with a lot I need to learn also uh, with this here. I can't understand what I'm what I have wrote here. Okay. I, I enjoy being online anyway in order just to be uh, to 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 uh, be talking. 
part of things that I don't know or things that I do know. Some of the stuff I do know. And uh, I just enjoy being uh, in prayer and listening to the prayer is my main thing. You know, just being an intercessor for the people. So, um, that's, that's just all I have to say. Just pray with each other. Okay. We'll be back online uh, with the land work on next week. Okay. I'll be I'll be here on next week. I hope y'all have have the uh everything done uh, on time that we can start and uh hopefully I have a time that we can we can
Hello? 